Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Nedian, and today we have Ryan McCormick, which he's the co-founder of Goldman McCormick PR. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing unbelievable, Christopher. Thank you for having me on your show. Looking forward to having a lot of fun. Brother, I know we're going to have a great conversation just from your vibe, from your energy uh, that you kind of uh, started this conversation even before we started recording over here. But I gave a small introduction of who you are and what you do. Do you mind unpacking that a bit more for our listeners and telling us a bit more on that regards? Sure. I like to eat a lot of food, go to the fridge four or five times a day. But that is my personal bio. My professional bio would be I am the co-founder of Golden Corn PR, where I also serve as a media relations specialist. I'm a former member of a CBS producer, radio producer, so I did work in the media, but at Golden McCormick PR, we get our clients seen on TV, heard on radio, read about newspapers. We also produce podcasts as well. Uh, one of the things I did previously in my career is I helped break two Guinness World Records. One of them is I produced the helped produce the longest co- stand-up comedy show in history, which is 2007. And at one point, I broke the Guinness World Record for the most radio interviews in a 24-hour time period in 2009, which is 114. So I was a publicist for that. So those are two little uh, facts in the background. Okay. So a lot of things to unpack. And we're going to start from the beginning. If you're eating that many times in a day, what is your favorite food? Let me start with that. And then we'll go into the PR world. My favorite food is vegan cheese. I cannot get enough of that. And it is absolutely horrible for you. It's it, it's good. It tastes delicious. But not an exactly nutritious snack. Vegan food? Vegan, vegan cheese. Oh, I've yes. never vegan. tried that. Okay. Vegan cheese. It? It, it's, uh, it, it, it tastes delicious, but it's got a lot of sodium. So Okay. I, I, you know what, Ryan? I'm going to try that. I've never tried vegan cheese. I'm going to try it out. And for all our listeners and our viewers, let us know if you guys tried that out uh, sure. and what you guys think of that. So, Ryan, you mentioned a couple of things that are really cool. First of all, you have a PR firm, which we're going to talk a huge part yes. of PR, of how to market yourself as a brand, as a business owner, as a CEO, so on and so forth. But before unpacking that, you kind of highlighted certain things that you've done, which are really interesting, such as the uh, the record that you broke in producing a show in one hour. You said, hundred and something uh radio well, 24 hours it was 24 we, we, we what we did is i was working with a gentleman who was talking about public speaking so we helped book him on 114 radio interviews and a 24-hour time period so again it's they're very tough with some of their things that they do so those are some of the things they've done earlier but as far as the you know pr goes one of the things our company did is we were named by Forbes magazine as one of America's best PR firms for 2021. And then prior to that, we worked on a campaign called uh, Nick Hillary. This is a gentleman. He was a father of five who was wrongly accused of murder. He came to our firm, Christopher, and he was really on the cusp of going to prison for a long time. So he came to our firm. We helped get publicity for his uh, case. 
Another lawyer came on. Long story short, he was exonerated. HBO did a two-part series about his life, and we wound up winning a, a national award for that. So I just want to say right off the top that as far as my industry goes, as far as PR goes, it is a um, it is a very fulfilling job, a very fulfilling industry. It's one of those things where not only do you get to work and enjoy what you do and uh, you know earn a living for it, but you also can have a significant impact or at least change the world for the better. Okay. So let's unpack the PR word, right? Because sure. it's a lot of people know it, and a lot of people don't necessarily understand it. Understand the world, uh, understand the the word and what the, the the basis of it. But maybe they're wondering, as new entrepreneurs, is that something that makes sense for them? Is it once you only hit a certain threshold of financial uh, abundance within your business that you could afford this? What would you speak to that? Imagine a new person that's in the entrepreneur world that wants to get their service, their product, their methodology out there. Is a firm such as you a good fit for that and why? Our firm uh, our firm would be a good fit just because we are going to help get you to a place faster. One of the things that a person will do is when they acquire a PR services, they are purchasing the longstanding contacts of that agency. They are purchasing the skills that that agency has of navigating through the media world, which mm-hmm. can be crazy at times. It's ever changing. But entrepreneurs, all entrepreneurs, you're doing PR for yourself from day one. Every time of interaction that you have, you are the basically you are the brand yourself. Every interaction that you have, your, your your demeanor, how you interact with customers, I think even PR is, is it comes down to the types of emails that you send. One thing we're real stickler for is formatting of emails and using certain font types. So a lot of components of everything that you do is all part of your image. And with PR, with the PR firm, you're taking that and you're enhancing it multiple times over. Okay. So essentially what I understand, which a huge ROI from working with firms such as yourself is the connections that you have. So if you have a good product and you're working with a PR firm, you guys have the connections and you guys don't probably work with any type of person. It has to be a good fit. So when you knock on the doors of these I'm guessing for magazines, CNNs, whatever contacts you have, you know that they you have this rapport and they could trust you. So the more the main value is that. Now, in a counterbalance, if somebody's not doing that, do you think that it is something that they still can get to? Or the real route to success through this world is the pay-to-play model. So once you pay to get into these PR firms, then you'll be able to succeed at a higher level. Is there a counterbalance? Or like we're talking about, it's that model of like if you have the money or put your money aside to invest this side of your business is a necessity through growth in a high level for your business. Well, I would say that sometimes the pay-per-plays can be helpful, especially if you're on a certain outlet. But people know when the when the story is genuine, when it's very mm-hmm. authentic. So I would say that there's a third route for it. The most important thing is that for any entrepreneur is to ensure that you have the correct message, that you are providing a significant value to the mm-hmm. world. When it comes to certain clients that we'll take on, Christopher, we only take on clients that we're one, passionate about, and two, that align to our values. I mean, we're very much, we're very passionate about animal rights and animal advocacy, we would never take on someone that had any kind of issues that uh, we were completely against it. But as far as people uh, watching this, I think the most important thing is to know what your message is. A firm can help you. A very skilled PR firm can help you find uh, what the wow factor is and help you out there. But paper plays, they're okay. They're going to probably get you a bit of a short-term boost. They're not going to carry you through the long-term. A very effective PR campaign is something that is ongoing where you're doing uh, media on a regular basis, you're building up your rapport. And there's one thing, Christopher, that some people don't realize 
the other side of how PR can be very effective is that every time you get an interview placement on a top tier radio or TV or newspaper, you get that link, that SEO backlink to your site, which drives traffic, which is also going to boost your SEO. So that is a very crucial part that I don't know if a lot of PR firms discuss, but there's a lot of great value when you enhance your image, especially if you do it in a consistent, positive type manner. I love that. So, okay, let's just highlight the last yeah. little part. So like you said, when we're getting booked on these amazing shows, podcasts, radio, newspaper, is that there's an uptick in people seeing you, listening to your ideologies, your services, your brand, and then that, increase, that increases more clicks on your website, which it's a funnel towards a sale, a client, so on and so forth. So that is a huge uh, aspect behind it. And Ryan, you had mentioned the the, evolu- the evolution of PR or the social world. And you had mentioned some traditional ways like radio, such as TV and so on. Where do you think the market is in regards to PR when it comes to the social world, the social media, when it comes to the TV world, the radio world? Are you guys as PR firms going one way more than another? Are you dabbling a bit of in everything or it's really case by case in regards to, hey, we know that we have more ROI on social, but we still need some legitimacy to get some people on, let's call it CNN, because that's good for the brand as well. How do you approach that? Is it client per client or there's a certain approach that's different nowadays in uh, 2022? Yes, every client is different and every client, you have to find where the client's target audience is. You want to find where they want to gain the most uh, new people that want to come to the business and also where they can connect with people that are very passionate about them. So I happen to, I've, our firm are very close to people in radio and we think radio is wonderful because when you're on radio, you'll get about 15, 20 minutes to talk about certain things and have a longer time to explain. TV is great because it's three to four minutes, but radio have a longer period of time. Newspapers are great because they'll see a visual and you're going to back them, but podcasts, are one thing that it's really changed the game a lot because when you're doing a podcast, you're reaching an audience that's already engaged. You're going to have their attention for a lot longer and you're going to connect with them. And when we produce podcasts for our clients, our clients develop a better rapport with their audience. And then if you yourself, anyone does the podcast, you become a media entity onto your own. So I think that has been a crucial uh, factor that has changed a lot about PR. So to circle back to your question, what are some of the best outlets? Well, you, you have to pick and selectively choose about which ones are going to get you the most ROI. And the, our option is we always want to find the audience that is going to be most passionate, the ones that are going to be most likely to engage, most likely to engage your product, target those. Of course, we'll cast a wider net, but always focus on the core because that's where you'll see the uh, likely greatest return. I love that answer, Ryan, because you're Thank spot you. on in regards to it's to create a connection with the audience. And granted, on TV is great, like you said, it's good for the brand, but it's difficult to do that in a few minutes, almost impossible towards when you are on the radio or where you are on a podcast and you're speaking anywhere between 20 to 40 to an hour about your ideologies. People are figuring out who you are, probably understanding your quirks, your, your funniness, so on. There's more that human attachment towards it. And so much so, Ryan, if you permit, that's the reason why I actually build my uh, podcast agency because I was using that vehicle to grow my business. And I'm like, man, I have to get more top tier entrepreneurs on these top tier podcasts. So I love the fact that you guys have that ideology in that regards. Now, Ryan, I I did see in in your notes over here uh, in regards to certain things that 
people should say when they are getting interviewed, especially when they're at a CEO level. And there was one that really caught my eye and I'm really interested to find out your, your two cents on this. But in regards to a CEO talking about his, let's call it political beliefs or religious beliefs. And as I'm saying this uh, for our listeners, he has a huge smile. So I'm really excited to hear this, uh, uh, this conversation because I have my opinion on that. I want to know, is that a no-no like has been taught for years for years or is there a middle ground, a gray ground, or there is a huge yes in that regards? What do you speak to that? Well, I always say when we're advising clients that it is best to let your skill, let your product be the what they see. And whenever possible, do not talk about politics if you can, if you can hold off, if you can resist doing that, because the country is so polarized. I've never mm-hmm. seen the country that's polarized before. If you get on board with one political ideology, those who are of the opposite mind are not going to want to engage you because things to be very, um, people tend to be very emotionally uh, provoked and reacted by the political perspective. So I would say whenever possible, don't share your political perspectives. It's not really, because why give anyone a reason to not embrace the totality of your work, of the product, of your company, because they disagree with your political perspective. So I think whenever possible, don't do it. But at certain times, if you are of a faith-based, uh, if you come from a strong faith and you're engaging those of like-minded uh, people, that's fine. I think it's wonderful. There are people that we work with that come from a Christian faith that engage a Christian audience, and then that's completely fine. But I think the key about it is to have a, a good balance. And whenever possible, I think the worst thing you could do is push and push, push your political or spiritual beliefs, especially on individuals who aren't necessarily open to it or maybe rejecting it because your your business is what you, you people want to know what your business is about. They want to know what, what the totality of who you are is about. And I would say that the political perspectives and all those other things could, theoretically speaking, take away from all the things that you worked up for. Okay. I love that answer. And I want to unpack it and kind of counter push it and see what you're going to sure. say in this regards. So first of all, hundred percent agree with you because as much as possible, your goal is to talk about your service, your product, your ideology in that regards. Now, I think the main thing that you highlight over here, which I'm hundred percent on board with is you have to be aware of who your audience is. You have to be aware of what the current times are and be sensitive to that. So like you said, unfortunately in North America, especially in the States right now, there's a huge divide in certain uh, political structure and beliefs right now. So you have to be aware of that time and you have to, you know, be uh, uh, eloquent in the way that you approach that conversation if it comes about, right. And direct it the way that you want to direct it during the conversation, as you mentioned. Now, in regards to the faith-driven as well, 100% agree. And that's something that I utilize as a professional speaker. I'm very much aware of who my audience is and I speak to them because the main goal is you want to give them the information. And sometimes there are certain groups of people that are going to receive the information better enveloped in one way of speaking and other people, other way of speaking. But the correlating line that I believe is that you have to be authentic. It's not like one place you're saying one thing and then the other place you're saying completely something different because the audience is going to receive it differently. No. You just have to be aware of the words you're using that resonates with the people. Now, that being said, with this aspect of uh, religion and so on and talking about PR, now, the main thing when it comes to PR, especially in the social world, do you believe that somebody that's neutral compared to that somebody that's polarizing, the person that's polarizing with his ideas, with his thoughts, will have a more... A bigger following if the goal is to have a following. And we've seen that even in the political world and in the social world, the people that have the strongest opinions, good, bad, left, right, center, whatever the case is, are the ones that 
get the most views, get the most engagement, good or bad. Towards the people that are neutral, it takes a longer time. What do you speak to that? Is that a strategy? Is that a political strategy? What do you think in the PR world in that regards? That's an excellent question. I'm really glad you asked that because for those who lean to a certain political ideology, you're going to have a probably more impassioned base of people that follow you because, you know, that's you're basically you're aligning yourself with certain values. But you have to also ask yourself, what is your target demographic? Who are you specifically targeting? Mm -hmm. If you're targeting people of a certain political or religious faith, then that's going to work out fantastic. We have some individuals that do regular commentary on the news that are that are talking about books that's that lean to a certain political ideology. So in that particular way, that suits it fine. But if you are creating a high quality product, you have an amazing company and you're authentic, you're going to connect with people no matter what. doesn't matter what your political beliefs are, if you're very authentic and true. And I want to point out something is that when I was going through your bio, I saw that you were dyslexic. And I think that it's my um, one of my greatest teachers. His name is Michael Levine. He's a he's, he's a publicist for 58 Academy Award winners. Mm -hmm. And he was dyslexic as well. And there are people who've taken things that would considered to be drawbacks and they've utilized it and they've transformed it into incredible strengths. So I wouldn't necessarily worry about connecting with people on your political or your spiritual beliefs. Think about other ways you can connect with people. There's so many other great ways to connect, especially if you have shared goals, shared values. And then Chris, you made a point earlier about authenticity. Yeah, if you are authentic in a world that is becoming increasingly fake, you're going to stand out. So present your best self, be as authentic as possible, and you're going to be surprised at how many people will come follow you or to engage you regardless of their political values. I love that, Ryan. Uh, thank you very much for highlighting that because like you said, I think there's huge value in what you just mentioned, that authenticity part. And there's other ways that you could connect with with anybody. And the way that to connect with people is being authentic. You kind of alluded to my background and my story uh, being dyslexic. And for so long in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I had this negative belief of like, hey, should I mention it? Should I not mention it? Because I was doing big transactions, moving around big money. And I'm like, my clients might have a negative misconception of what my skill set is because of my dyslexia. And that's just due to understanding of what it is. And as I got older, I'm like, no, 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 this is my true self. I have to put it out there. And if any client doesn't want to work with me because of that, those aren't clients I want to resonate with and I want to work with. So once you get in that state of this is who you are, I truly believe it only brings positivity to you as in my micro example that I'm giving of myself has as well and blown up my career as a speaker and a coach. Uh, so Ryan, I, it definitely shows that you know your stuff. You're definitely a very eloquent speaker and I would not expect Thank anything you. different, especially from somebody that's in a PR firm. I want to ask you one question before we get into some more uh, high performance uh, uh, sure. principles or ideologies is if somebody's looking for a PR firm and imagine you, Ryan, would put yourself in a position of consumer of a PR firm. What would be the top questions that the consumer should ask to, dis to, to differentiate one PR firm from another and find out which is the more high quality one. Because they all say they could get you on left, right, and center. They all say, you know, they all promise the same thing. But how, as a consumer, we know which PR firm is the one that's going to really get you over that hump? What are some of the questions that we could ask as consumers of PR firms? That's an excellent question. And there are a couple parts that answer. The first thing to tell if you're working with an excellent PR firm 
is how fast they respond to your initial query. Some firms may not get back to you for a few days. If we see an email that comes in saying, hey, I'm interested in talking about PR, we get on the phone right away. If somebody calls, we're on the phone right away because that is exactly what you want in a, with a firm. You want a firm that is responsive, that is going to be on call, that is going to be there for you. I said, it's probably the number one thing is to see how fast they respond to you. Another thing I would ask is ask what kind of guarantees they offer. And most firms, or at least our firms in our experience, will, will, will say, oh, we'll guarantee this, we'll guarantee that. The reality is that no PR firm, unless they are a producer of the media outlet themselves, can guarantee uh, media because a new cycle always changes. A firm has excellent established relationships at various publications, at various uh, TV shows and radio shows, but they cannot ultimately decide if that's going on unless they are a producer on that particular program. So I would ask about that. And then another thing you should be asking your PR firm or PR firm that had is to ask them to come up with some ideas. What ideas do you have? What unique ideas do you have? When we sit down and we have a meeting with people, sometimes they, our client, these clients sign, it's wonderful. And sometimes they don't. But the reality is that every time we, we talk to them, we're presenting about, we present ideas no matter what. We say, okay, these are our ideas. Uh, if you work with us, great. If not, at least you, you take away something. So ask them to present original ideas because some will, will give you a, a cookie cutter a proposal and it'll look like it was just that the name switched out. You should have a firm should always present to you original ideas, a clear vision for what to expect, a clear vision as far as deliverables go. And also, I think it's more of a feeling too. Feel them out. If they're like you, if they've done the research on you, if, if you feel a rapport and it's friendly and it's happy, go with it. Okay. I, I love that, Ryan. And the last part that you just said is truly what I believe in. I am, a lot of people ask, you know, how I make my business decisions, how I make uh, certain successful moves and certain ones that are not successful. And what I answer is every single time I listen to my gut feeling and I follow that, even though it's attached with fear, I always succeed. Every single time I repress that awesome. gut feeling that I have, that's when I fail. So that last part of like, you're just going to feel it. You have to understand business is one human talking to another human. It's a human interaction. So if that feels right, then go for it. Now, the one previous to that that you mentioned, which I truly love, is lead with value. What I'm translating it to. You're like, hey, when you have a meeting with somebody, don't give a cookie cutter approach. Oh. Give some ideas. And you're giving these for free, even though the client hasn't signed with you, but you're at least showing your chops of like, hey, we have some ideas. This is how we're going to work together. These are some of my uh, ideologies. And it's truly my belief as an entrepreneur. First, you have to give value. Then you'll create impact. Then the income will follow, not the other way around. So I love that you highlighted that aspect as well as you know being responsive when you write emails and so on. Uh, so Ryan, as I said, it is clear that you guys are extremely successful. You mentioned some of your you. uh, track record from you know being on Forbes Magazine as one of the top PR firms in America and so on and so forth, the way that you're speaking. And there's a lot that we can learn from that. But I truly believe as anybody that wants to succeed, you don't only learn from people's successes, but you also learn from your failures and other people's difficulties and failures and so on. So my question to you, Ryan, right now within your business, what is something that is going a bit bad, a bit difficult, or somewhere that you could optimize? What is that particular thing in your business that you could optimize that you're kind of working with, struggling with? And what are you planning to do to make that better? Well, one of the challenges that we face is we never have enough time in the day 
we devote a lot of time, energy, and attention to all of our clients. We always want to be there for them. We always take their calls at any point, but we always run out of time. And some of the ways that we have actually helped our efficiency is we we actually have uh, really good relationships with other PR firms that we trust. So we'll bounce a lot of ideas off of that. So part of the ways that we're increasing our efficiency or at least increasing our ability to manage a significant workload is by working, uh, having other people that, that we trust and other and going to having other firms that we really uh, get along really well with and consulting. So I'd say that's probably one of the biggest challenges. And in PR too, you're always growing your contacts so it's not just you send out a press release and hope for the best. You have to develop individual contacts, and those things all take time. I mean, there isn't enough time in the world to develop all the, all the contacts. But coming back to one of the other questions is why hire a firm? You know, why can't I just do it? Well, you can. Anyone can just send out a press release. But are you going to be able to develop connection with people? Like we've done hundreds of dinners with with producers. We produce shows. We used to produce a show in New York called New York's Funniest Reporter Show where we'd have members of the media do stand-up comedy to raise money for charity. And we've done at least 12 of those shows. And every one of those shows that we did, we developed even more relationships. So that firm is bringing to you their years of history, their reputation, and their skills that are navigating through those uh, waters. So the biggest time constraint really is just, you know, being able to have more time to manage clients, have more time to be able to develop longer relationships. I love that. I love that. So like you said, obviously there isn't enough time in a day, but you just have, when you're growing, you don't have to put more systems and processes in place within the business, hire more. So you could, you know, uh, answer all of that demand, but I hundred percent get that. I love that uh, answer in that uh, sense. So Ryan, I do want to be respectful for your time here. So I'm just going to ask you one last question over here as I feel like we could talk until tomorrow morning with this great flow we have going on. You go as long as you want. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, so as people are listening and they would be interested to, Hey, you know what? Ryan seems really cool. I'm interested in the PR. I'm interested to connect with him. What would be the best place to connect with you, to get in touch with you, you or your team and really find out how you could support them within their PR needs. Go to goldmancormick.com, G-U-L-D-M-A-N-M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K.com. You can go there. You can learn more about our firm. And we have close to, I think, about 85 or 90 testimonials that are out there. But, um, Christopher, can I possibly just mention uh, one thing to your audience real quick? Please, please do. Absolutely. Okay. There are a lot of podcasts out there that people like want to go on. But I want to tell you something that really makes you unique, I have to say, is you do such a good job of preparing your guests. You tell them, okay, you want to make sure that you have a good story to tell, and you, you thoroughly prepare them. You explain everything about that. And that is very unique. I've never seen anyone do that before. So if there's one major takeaway, I think people should be learning from you is whatever you do, do it to the best, but make yourself stand out by doing it differently. Because mm-hmm. I think when you have high quality and you offer something that's different that people have never seen before, that they're, they're going to uh, resonate. So just by, without even listening to one of your shows, just by going to your site alone, I think people walk away uh, better. They're more skilled. They have more. Um, they have more information that they didn't know before as a direct result of going to your site. And people, when they think about PR, like, okay, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my company on media and I'm going to get myself out there and I'm going to be in the media. It, it's so much more than that. It, it's 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 beyond you. It is the value and the energy and the tenacity that you can bring to others. If you can bring a lot of wonderful things and help someone else's life and become more fulfilled, you become part of this beautiful cycle where 
you're helping others, they're helping you, and you kind of grow and evolve and you kind of grow together with your audience. Ryan, first of all, thank you very much, brother. It means the world, especially coming from you, uh, from a professional eye of a PR firm. And uh, just to kind of give context over here for our listeners and our viewers, uh, anybody that comes on my show, like Ryan is mentioning, I send them a series of videos to talk about how to get ready for this opportunity to come on the show and share their gifts, their ideas, their uh, methodologies to our audience. And that process helps out everybody. And this comes back to the previous thing we're talking is always start with value. The main goal here is to bring value. So if I'm teaching somebody by being on this show and you're able to come on the show and give massive value to our audience, it's a win-win across the line. And like you mentioned, then there's relationships that open up, then there's potential collaborations, then there's potential partnerships, clients, and so on that evolve through that value-driven approach. So Ryan, I mean, brother, thank you very much for being on the show. This was a blast. Everything you mentioned will be in the show notes below. And guys, like I said, on my end, the conversation we had over here, it feels like Ryan knows what he's talking about. So if you guys are interested in anything with PR, go check out his firm. Have a great day. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. Christopher Dedan here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or intrapreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.